1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com
3: slash style. Support WrestleTalk.
1: Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's
3: professional wrestler. Colt boom, boom, cabana. Hey, I'm Double J. Jeff here. This is Rich
2: Swan, Matt Riddle, the king of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Um, support Luke. Supports Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Lou Gehrig. Whatever Wrestle Talk is and whoever Lou Gehrig is. Both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk.
1: Rebel.
3: Now Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and today I'm joined by Randy Andy Datsun.
1: Hi Pete, I'm just on such a high because Smackdown was so good. I can't wait to talk about it with you, Pete Quinnell.
3: I, I hate it.
0: <laughs>
1: mm.
3: <clears throat> we're we're going to talk about Smackdown for sure. It was a bad, bad episode. I'm going to say this now as a quick... Disclaimer If you don't like hearing us complain about WWE shows, I think we're too negative or something, then don't listen to this episode because it's pretty much gonna be just us complaining about the show because it was really bad. So, you've had your warning. If you don't like that, skip to the outro where you're gonna hear Datsun probably rant some more about other stuff that's not SmackDown. So, you've got that to look forward to instead. Anyway, we should talk about SmackDown. We're gonna start off talking about. The worst part of the show, of this bad show, probably the worst segment of 2020, if not ever, on SmackDown history. It's really bad. Here's the show. Let's start off with this segment which i think was the worst segment on the show by far worst segment probably of 2020 and i think the worst segment that i've seen in ages i haven't like, felt this like angry about a segment since probably the hell in a cell finish that's probably possibly, the last time i felt possibly this Possibly the
1: worst segment you've reviewed on smackdown
3: yes 100 yeah 100 percent. yeah the worst one so for this we're actually going to do something because i've got i've got a lot of things to say about this So I'm actually, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to rant, okay?
1: The the floor is yours, Pete.
3: Thanks, buddy. I'm going to actually remove Andy out of this thing real quick because I've I've got a lot of things to say about this segment. So it starts off, Lacey Evans, Tamina, Naomi, and Dana Brooke are taking part in a karaoke showdown. A karaoke showdown. And when this was first advertised on the show, I thought... They were advertising it like, oh, they're going to start doing it and then something's going to happen and anger will happen. And then they're going to get interrupted and the commentary team will be like, oh, no, they interrupted the karaoke. It was going to be so much fun with all the karaoke stuff. How dare they? But it wasn't that it was just them doing karaoke. It was just them doing karaoke. It was really bad. They, it was hosted by Jey Uso, because he's got nothing better to do, I guess. And then it came in with Lazy Evans singing Jeff Jarrett's theme song. Sure. You had Dana Brooke doing the Honky Tonk Man's theme song. You had Tamina doing the first maybe three seconds of Triple H's theme song. And then Naomi, I can't even remember what she did. I'm so worked up with this bloody segment that I can't even remember. It was Dusty Rhodes' theme song. Dusty Rhodes' theme song. Naomi sang that. Why? Why is this segment happening? It's, it's, it's just karaoke. There's no there's no other part to this segment. It's just them singing karaoke and then the, the NXT talent crowd had to cheer of who they thought won. All of these performances were bad. I know people can say they're like, oh, they've actually got a pretty good voice. It was bad. All of them were bad. I hated it. It was really bad. And then at the end of it, they had their little popularity contest to see who won. They started cheering a little bit for Lacey Evans. Not really for Dana Brooke. Not really for Tamina. But they cheered a lot for Naomi. So she won. Naomi's really happy celebrating about it. And then Lacey Evans is upset because she lost karaoke and attacks Naomi from behind. And Lacey Evans just turned to heel from being upset about karaoke. What is... Why? What What's the purpose of this? I've got an image I'm going to put on the screen. of a podcast listeners, I will be reading it out. My notes that I took while I was watching this segment. Lacey Evans, Dana Brooke, Tamina, and Naomi. They get 45 seconds to sing their favorite WWE theme song. Why the F is this happening? I hate everything. Please let it end. Please, please let it end. Naomi singing Dusty's theme. What the F is going on? Can we please, please, please let it end? Lacey gets upset. he Heel turn? with three question marks, because what is that? What is this segment? It is so damaging to your entire women's division, and it's such a kick in it's such a kick in the teeth when Raw's been doing such good work with their women's division when they've not had any of their top stars with Charlotte and Ronda and Becky all gone. They've built some really interesting stories and they've been doing really good things with their Raw women's division. Sure, they've been using Banks and Bailey over there too, and then on SmackDown you have Banks and Bailey doing good work and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and that feud's still going and that's still good. And then you've got this you've got this and it is awful really really awful damaging stuff like i i don't know how to put into words properly how bad this segment was i wanted to turn it off i've not cringed at a wrestling segment this hard in years like Like a long time, I've not cringed at a wrestling segment, and I've not felt this upset about a wrestling segment since probably the Hell in a Cell finish. That's the thing I can compare this to. I'm angry about this segment. It was awful. It was really bad and damaging, and it it did not help build anyone. Lacey Evans and Naomi had a match that then lasted like two minutes. They were not in wrestling gear. Lacey Evans was in a big dress. It lasted about two minutes. And then Dana Brooke and Tamina got involved and everyone started brawling. What was the point of any of this? It didn't, it made all of them look bad. It didn't make anyone look good. Jey Uso was way too into it. I, uh, I hated this. It sucked. It was a terrible segment. Nobody looked good. I hated it. Thank you for your time. Welcome back, Randy. What? Thanks, mate.
1: I I mean, I really liked it. Yeah, of course you did. I thought it was... The singing was beautiful. It built to possibly a uh, tag team singing match uh, next week on SmackDown uh, between uh that whoever was the heels in this and whoever was the baby faces. Uh Jay Uso will now be the manager for a four woman stable who just the four horse women and they'll be horse women because they've been singing too much and they'll they'll be horse. Um, honestly. It <laughs> honestly. was Honestly. It was the it was such a segment I couldn't take my eyes off it. <laughs> Oh wait, no. Sorry, I could take my eyes off it, and I did several times. Mm-hmm. Um, I very because I knew this had happened. I knew this this segment had happened, and it was so terrible that I just kept skipping through it because mm-hmm. I didn't want to. Like normally, yeah. I can I can sit through pretty much anything, but I didn't want to watch this. Like the, the moment I heard it happened, I just thought, "What?" Yeah, like like you said, like sorry this is how you're building the rest of your women's division I, I know i know you're building four people on smackdown great Nikki cross alexa Bailey, and tasha banks good for you just have them have a match 5 minute match if, yeah. if you're going to have them on the show don't don't make them these kind of playthings. Like like yeah. don't, don't don't go back 15 20 years and just go Look, here are women. Do you know what women do? They sing and wear dresses. Yeah. And then and they it... have fights because they don't like each other. Because because yeah. because all they want to do is win a popularity contest, because that's what women want.
3: Yes. It it was so dumb. And like it's not the same as what they used to do. Like, it's not a bikini contest. Thank no. God we'll we'll take that win when we can when we can take it. But It's still the same kind of thing. It's these people having a competition and one of them who didn't win getting upset because they didn't win the popularity contest and getting upset over nothing when they should be fighting about who's the best wrestler. And I went online onto Mm. Reddit to see if I was, after I finished watching the show, to see if I was completely off base on this one. If I, if you know, people love the segment, if it was entertaining or whatever. And I saw one comment that just really got under my skin and said, you know what? I'd much rather see them feud over karaoke than about who's the best wrestler. And I said, what is wrong with you? Why would you rather (laughs) they feud over karaoke? What, why? What would be the purpose of them feuding over karaoke on a wrestling show than about competing over who's the best wrestler when you have a champion and the goal of the person in the company is to become the champion, therefore being the best wrestler. That's what the story is for everyone. And you can build that around other things, have other character elements coming into it to influence the story. Sure, that's how Blood Fuse are built. But the end of the day, everyone wants to be the champion. They want to be the best. And doing stuff like a karaoke contest completely undermines everything. I hate it. I hate everything about this. It sucks. Naomi,
1: Naomi's a former SmackDown champion.
3: Oh, God, don't remind
1: um, me. And, yeah uh it was really it was really something um yeah, yeah it was and like i i yeah I, I mean that that is that's how you've that that's how you have returned lacey evans heel yeah so yeah and enjoy if, that, if you everyone. wanted to do
3: if you wanted to do a lacey evans heel turn sure fine If you think she's run her course as a babyface, which she hasn't, if you wanted to turn her back heel, sure, have her turn heel. Why would you turn her heel in a karaoke segment? That's the character motivation for America's great true hero, you can do it, fighting spirit marine, is to get upset about losing karaoke. That's what you want to go with. There's she's so going, much I gonna, hate.
1: She's going to come out next so week and say that when she was in the Marines, she lost a karaoke contest <laughs> yeah. um, against. Brought back bad memories. Yeah, exactly. It was PTSD. Um, God.
3: We now need to say thank you to some very special people. And those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. If you haven't been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. Load of extra bonus content. The WrestleTalk Extra uh, podcast for this month is going to be WCPW Fight Back. Nope. Fight Back. Built to destroy. One of the two. I don't know. One of them from 2016. It was the Mm. the, the first one they did. First, like big pay-per-view is the culmination of the first season of Loaded adam's gonna do it with luke because adam was there at the show um so mm. yeah that's gonna be fun that's on our uh patreon page which will be later on in the month um and if you pledge at other tiers you get a load of other different perks and bonus content and if you pledge at the 25 or above tier you get your own custom wrestling name and it gets shouted out on a show much like this one so thank you too. never wrong tyler wright Woo. Thank
1: you. The jester, Ryan Kester.
3: Woo! Thank you very much. Chris, the Cypriot Sensation Patru. Woo! Uh, thank you. Yeah. Pick him up, Loot Sponge. Woo! Thank you very Whatever much. Whatever that is. Pledge Hammer Power, hero in the half shell. Woo! Oh, uh, yeah. Michael Ploughman, that's his name. That name again is Michael Ploughman. Yeah, oh, it's a brilliant name. Thank you very much. The old codger, Dodgy Roger. Woo! Thank
1: you. Yeah, yeah. Send me to heaven, Evan Reich.
3: Woo! Thank you very much. The machine gun, Gregory Anderson. Woo! Thank you. Yeah, yo Adrian, Rocky. Woo. Thank you. The Redneck Dennis Hicks.
1: Ah, and lastly for today, the Powerhouse Beef. Maslin Jr. You missed out the first
3: name. Paul. His name's Paul. His name's Paul. Thank you, Paul put, Maslin. Paul the powerhouse beef Maslin Jr. That's, oh. the, that's the name. No rolling of the eyes, but thank you. Let's talk about the rest of the show. So it started off with... Miz TV, and it was Miz and Morrison speaking with Jeff Hardy. Um, and he was saying, Oh, we've been told you have a clip. Jeff Hardy and Jeff's like, I don't have a clip. And they're like, Do you have do we have a clip? And we got a clip, I've got a clip, Should we play the clip? And they played the clip. Mm. And it was just a video package of Hardy's feud with Seamus thus far, about him saying, I'm gonna beat Seamus, I'm gonna overcome my demons, etc. And then they match a backlash where Seamus won. And then Miz and Morrison were just like Lol, lol lol lol, you didn't beat Seamus, you suck, you're a junkie, etc. Um yes. It was the same stuff we've always heard, but for this time from Miz and Morrison, because apparently every heel is a terrible, terrible person, and who just wants Jeff to start drinking again for no reason. Whatever.
1: Well, we are we're going back to the attitude era because uh Jeff called Seamus a Celtic butthole. Um <laughs> so and also, honestly, I think <laughs> I think the Which is a thing. Uh I, I think they've
3: I've just gone to the point of laughter at this episode yeah. now. It's so bad.
1: The 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 promos they've given to Jeff are go, right? What you need to do is you say, I've been to a dark place. And you can make up the rest. Just say I've been to a dark place <laughs> and then just p- throw in some family in there. Something about a beacon of p- hope. That that you've got demons, that you won't do it again.
3: Yeah, do that every week. He's like, all right, sure. Um, And and the thing is, I'm not trying to undermine the journey that Jeff Hardy's actually gone on because the journey to sobriety and with addiction and all that stuff and the journeys he's actually facing is incredibly brave of him to do that, to come back from addiction and try and get sober and get back on the right path. That's amazing that he's trying to do that. Why would you use that as story motivation though? Why would you have heels try to exploit that? And it's gone from, we're going to exploit his past demons to make people think that he did a crime with the hit and run on Elias we're going to try and frame him using his past demons against him so people think that it's him and now it's just transitioned to people who just want to see Jeff get drunk again why what would be their motivation for that for just wanting to be terrible people I a I don't think I don't, I don't, I don't understand, and I'm really over this story now. I'm really over it. Like I've, I've been really trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, and like you know, using real life stuff, and it blurs the lines of reality and all that stuff. But at this point, it's just insulting. That's all it is. It's just, and the worst part about this as well is they've set up a match, seemingly extreme rules between Hardy and Sheamus, and it's a bar fight. Mm. It's a bar fight. You have a person who is legitimately trying to come back from addiction. He's actually trying to stop addiction. And the thing is, when you're living with addiction, it doesn't go away. It just becomes easier to live with. It's still there within him, and he could relapse at any minute, especially when it's as recent as 2018, his last arrest. And he's just come back from, like, rehab and everything to then go, we're going to put you in a bar for a wrestling match. Oh, and last week, by the way, you know, we're going to have alcohol in the ring with you and we're going to offer you a glass of champagne and you've got to turn it down. Do you know how hard that is for someone with addiction to deal with? To go back to a bar, probably the scene of many times where he's completely lost his way on alcohol and he has to return there for a wrestling match. I come on, guys.
1: Seamus doesn't just visit the bar. He wrestles in the bar.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he does. There there you go. I, I don't yeah. know what else to say about this, honestly. I'm really over this Hardy segment. This yeah. whole feud, I'm really over it. No, I,
1: Pete, I'll save you. So Jeff uh, challenges Miz to a match. Jeff attacks Miz and Morrison, uh, and then he, after the commercial break, you come back, and it's Jeff versus Miz, and it was a match. You had all the uh, spots you'd expect from Jeff and Miz. The, the vintage Hardy, the the it-kicks. All the sort of stuff you'd expect. Uh
3: Here's Jeff- a positive. A, a very brief positive. Something that I liked that I went, huh, that's cool, was when Miz was doing the it kicks and Morrison was on the outside and he did it in time with the hey, 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 ho, ho, and he did all the kicks in time with the mm. music. I thought that was quite funny. there's Good. a positive. Continue. Um,
1: so, yeah, and then so Jeff gets Miz on the canvas. He goes up to hit the swanton and on comes Seamus on the Titantron saying, oh Jeff, you like beer, don't you? Let's have a fight at a bar. Uh, and it was just kind of that stuff. It distracts Jeff, who uh, gets rolled up by Miz, but then he kind of manages to roll through and sit on Miz's bum. Um, <laughs> and, and it then pins Miz uh, 1, 2, three. It is the greatest finish in the world if you're on Smackdown. It's the roll-up. Um, and then Jeff kind of rolls out of the ring and has a bit of a exchange with yeah. Seamus on the time tron. Yeah, Titan. yeah. yeah. Uh, I, it was a match, I, and it was a match. It it, I, I, yeah. Yes, yeah. I.
3: The thing is um, with
1: so yeah, with uh, we had with, that, and then we had. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no.
3: I feel like we're on a slight delay here, but you carry on. <laughs> Okay, so the thing with this as well is that when Seamus came on the Titan Tron, he didn't even really say anything. He was like, I've got a Guinness. Beer is good. I like suds. It has Guinness. Da-da-da-da-da. I'm gonna have a sip. And Hardy was like, Oh, what a what a distraction. I've gotta look at you with anger because you're 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 drinking on the on the Titan tron. It made no sense. He didn't say anything. It looked like he he hadn't been given a script. And it seems like Seamus doesn't work too well without a script because he was just like, he just said like the same line about three times. He was like, oh, beer, you like beer? Drink beer. Beer's good. I like beer. Do you have a beer? Beer. It was just like, oh my God, Seamus, come up with something else, mate. It was a bit, it's a bit repetitive. It was a bit dumb. And then, yeah, Hardy rolls up Miz for the win. Yay. But it's okay
1: because then we had Nakamura and Cesaro backstage saying, oh, "We shouldn't be underestimated. Oh, we're gonna beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, we beat them. Uh, we beat them last week." Uh, so that basically set up the the main event uh, mm-hmm. of the night, which was a SmackDown tag title match between yep. uh, Cesaro and Nakamura and the New Day. Um, yeah. the, the,
3: the promo was fine. There was nothing yeah. wrong with it uh i quite like cesaro i think he's got a lot better at promos since especially like you know when he first started in wwe i think he's got a lot better at promos so it's a fine promo just saying you know uh, i think the the interviewer whoever it was said uh sarah you know, schreiber sarah schreiber that's right who said uh, you know i, th- I think it, it, some people are saying it'll be quite the upset if you beat the new day and they were like an upset it's not gonna be an upset we're the best they they suck they're the new yes. day they're in merch they don't care about us it's not an upset uh which is a, a fine promo um and then we had uh someone else that was fine uh, was Bailey and Banks versus Bliss and Cross. Uh, obviously, this was set up uh, last week in that whole feud, and it got off to a pretty decent start when uh, Bliss and Cross uh, attacked Bailey and Banks during their entrance. I was like, oh, hot start. This will be good. Cuts to an ad break, comes back, and the match is going underway, and the match is fine. There's Nothing much to it. It's not too mm. special. It was just there was uh, some occasional swats. Sasha Banks and Bailey got really mad at Michael Cole at one point, and then Nikki Cross stole the championship and was, like, posing with it and going, Oy! and they were like, you can't do that, and then they got kicked. Fine, yeah. Um, and then the finish, I thought, was fine. They've had better finishes, as Bailey and Banks on their run have had better finishes to kind of tease their – you know the tension they've got and working together and not working together and all that stuff that they've done. This it was a fine finish. Uh, it looked pretty fluid. In the uh, cross, hit her um, fisherman neckbreaker <clears throat> onto Bailey. Looked like she had her pinned uh, before Banks came in, broke up the pin, uh, and then Banks rolled to the outside, uh, threw Bliss into the um, the plexiglass, and then Nikki Cross was waiting for her, did a, a drop kick through the ropes. Uh, Onto Banks, and she was kind of hanging there in the ropes. And then Bailey rolled her up from the ropes, used her feet on the ropes, which I think she missed, whatever, um, and then uh, got the roll up victory, which rolled another roll up, another roll up, which is unfortunate. Two matches, two roll ups. And then, uh, yeah, it, it, it was a fine finish. It looked pretty fluid. It continues the feuds. The right people won. It was fine. Nothing wrong with it. Yes, uh, and then we got the best match
1: of the night. Oh, wait, sorry. That was actually from many months ago. Uh, it Ooh. was Bray versus Braun. We had a recap from Money in the Bank. Uh, yep, because they've, as we could tell, they were short on good segments this week. <laughs> um, so they just shoved that in there. Um, but then we had uh, the New Day just being really weird. Uh, backstage more for ages, usual. and and Sarah Schreiber was absolutely loving it.
3: Hell yeah! Wouldn't you? Yeah. Wouldn't you love it if you were there? Yeah, I would um, like to be
1: Biggie's friend.
3: That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even more weird than usual was Biggie just saying, you know, we're amazing. We haven't underestimated Cesaro and Nakamura. They put over Cesaro and Nakamura, which I really liked when people do that. They put over their challenges instead of running them down. Just saying, you know, they're former tag team champions, former. Uh, United States, Continental Champions, former Royal Rumble winner. You know, they're putting over all their accolades and just saying, we've not forgotten who they were. Don't you worry. We're just, we like to have fun. Because who doesn't like fun? We're the New Day, New Day rocks, etc. Yes. Yes. Um, it was, again, want. a fine promo. Then we had the karaoke showdown, which I've spoken about enough and I do not want to carry on talking about. Um, and then after that, uh, we had probably... Genuinely, my favourite part of the night, because yeah. I think it's the only bit that made me laugh properly, um, was uh, Matt Riddle backstage just saying, "I beat the who, hell out of Drew Goulet last week." AJ Styles,
1: you said Matt Riddle.
3: Did I? So God, you even watch I'm, the show, Pete. I'm. I am. My brain is all over this shop today. It was AJ Styles talking about Matt Riddle. Um, Mm -hmm. It was AJ Styles backstage, uh, Sarah Schreiber just being like, you know, hey, how you doing, AJ? And he's like, hey, man, I beat the hell out of Drew Gulak last week. I'm the best. Like, he's Daniel Bryan's coach. If I could beat him that easily, man, I really don't have any good challenges. And uh, Sarah's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I've, I've been informed that you're actually defending your Intercontinental Championship next week against Matt Riddle. And AJ's just like, Matt Riddle? What? Who's he ever beaten? And then Sarah Troopers goes, "Uh, you on his debut match. And he goes, that was a rhetorical question, Sarah. (laughs) It was was genuinely. It was like my favorite part of the night because it's the only bit that properly got me laughing. Uh, Yeah, I thought this was a very funny segment. And I am very excited to see AJ versus Matt Riddle. I think it'll be great.
1: Yes, uh, until Baron Corbin breaks up. Um, Oh, stop it. Yeah, no, Sarah Schreiber's really... really working double time now that Renee and Kayla are ill. Um, Get get well soon, by the way. By the way, there's been a report that Renee is feeling much better and that she is no longer testing positive. So that's that's good. Get well soon, Renee. But yes, so Sarah's just having to work a bit extra, should we say. Um, She's she's doing very well. Running around backstage. Um, AJ, please, quickly. Um, so yeah, no, but that was my favorite. My favorite moment of the night was when we got the confirmation that AJ would be facing Matt Riddle next week. I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" And that's the only time yeah. I said that for the t- two hours. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then it was the main event between New Day mm-hmm. and Cesaro and Nakamura.
3: And you'll never guess what this match was. Was it, it fine? Was fine? It was fine. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. I, I mean. It was a fine match. It it was a main event, so you'd expect them to do a little bit more with it. And for starters, it's great to see Cesaro and Nakamura in a main event on SmackDown. Thumbs up, like that. Um but yeah, the match itself was fine. It was okay. Uh there was some nice interplay. There's a nice biggie hot tag. There was a bit earlier on uh in the match where Kingston went over the top rope and Cesaro just uppercutted him out of midair, which is brilliant. I always love Cesaro uppercuts, yeah. they're the best. Um and then yeah, they they had a a fine match, which just ended because they got into a brawl, and then the referee just threw it out as a double DQ. And I hated that. It's a bad finish, really bad. Yeah, finish.
1: like I, I get that that is technically a DQ because they're not supposed to be fighting each mm-hmm. other. Totally, but it just felt like such a lame finish to the main event. But they kind of salvaged it, I think, um, yes. with the spot after the match where Cesaro. Like he did last week, goes grabs a table and they brawl outside for a bit. Manage to kind of subdue the new day, uh, put Biggie on the table, which looks like it's almost going to break without any help. Mm. Um, pick up Kofi and power bomb him onto Biggie. The table go uh, table uh, breaks, and like I said last week, so clever. They are going to be having almost certainly a tables match at the horror show. That will be extreme rules.
3: Yeah. And I I think the thing that made the spot even cooler as well was it wasn't just a powerbomb onto Kingston through Big E through the table. It was Cesaro got up on the turnbuckle and then Mm. Shinsuke kind of suplexed Kingston into the powerbomb position from Cesaro who was sitting on the turnbuckle to then do like an elevated powerbomb from the turnbuckle through the table, which it just looked really fluid and and cool. It was it looked really good. Um, Yeah, it's a very, very, very cool spot, which was really good. I liked it. Uh, did not like the finish of the match. I don't know why they're so scared to have people win on SmackDown. Mm. There were four matches on this show, and two of them were roll-ups and two of them were DQs. Like, just have people win. You might actually build some people. I don't know. Shocking, crazy idea, that one. I, Yeah, I just didn't really like it at all. I, I'm really excited for that Tables Match Extreme Rules, though, because I think that could steal the show. Yeah. It could be a, a fantastic match. I'm really looking forward to it but that ending the matches themselves weren't very inspiring and it's such a shame from last week that was so electric at the start of it that matt riddle match to start off with with john morrison and then you had the ic title match with aj and drew and i was like oh this is it got some really good like wrestling on these shows now that's amazing and then this week they've got the most mediocre wrestling that's very safe uh, they clearly didn't have enough content. They put in a full match from Money in the Bank. They have a karaoke showdown, which I... Uh, and everything was just either mediocre and a bit bland, or it was awful and really damaging. It's just nothing was good. on. Nothing was actively good and built things on this show. The stuff that was fine was treading over the same points they've already hit for every single feud or it was stuff that actively detracts away from other stuff. It was a bad show.
1: I think Extreme Rules, um, what's it called, pre-show, is going to have a riff-off. Uh, Naomi against Lacey Evans in a, like an acapella contest, <laughs> um, bringing in all the other women from the roster. Oh, like Carmella hasn't been there for a while. She, I think Carmella can actually sing. I think she used to do with be sister singing and dancing. I think she went to some kind of stage school.
3: Def- definitely a dancer. Yeah. Kind
1: of um, so, yeah, just uh, can't wait for that one. Oh, it's um, going to be awful. Uh,
3: uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, but, yeah, I'd I think say... overall
1: overall, it was a... You go. How are we doing this? We keep talking. In... I, I don't realise that you're talking. One out of five. <laughs> because yeah. The karaoke and the Jeff Hardy segments were so bad that yes, they it, were. nothing, almost there was almost nothing that could have salvaged it. And interestingly, nothing did.
3: Yep, that's pretty much spot on with what I think as well. It's a, I don't often give shows one out of five because I feel like something needs to be like actively bad or like damaging or you know something that's very awful to be on a show to warrant a one out of five score. And this show had it with the. Uh, with the um, karaoke showdown segment and everything else in the show was just bland or boring. So one out of five. Yeah. I. Pff, what else is there Sorry. to say? It was, a, it was a bad show. It was a bad, bad show. I really hope they bounce back sometime soon. I get the feeling that they've been hit really hard with the COVID stuff. This is purely speculation just because a lot of people who were being built quite strong haven't been seen on SmackDown in a while. So you know people like Sonya and Mandy and Otis and uh, Heavy Machinery as a whole, uh, Lucha House Party weren't there. Who were getting a little bit of a push. Um, you know there, there was a lot of people there that Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak. This just seems like there could have been a lot more on this show if they wanted to, and they've they've had not not had a lot of people on. So hopefully everything's okay in that regard. But and I hope they just bounce back for next week's episode because they've done some really good episodes lately. Just this one absolutely sucked. Well that was quite the show. Got a mm. lot off our chest on, on that episode. But I get the feeling, Andy, that you're not quite done with all the complaining. So No. What did you want to rant about today? So Pete. Mm.
1: What is the current world situation? What's the issue we you are all dealing with at the moment?
3: Oh, you know, just that, that worldwide problem of, you know, just so much cabbage in the world. There's just way too much of it. I, I was thinking more. With. I was
1: thinking more of, or more of coronavirus, Pete. Uh, but yes, oh, cabbage, know, cabbage, whatever. It's, um, they're, both, and, they're both problems. And Pete, because of coronavirus, what is the one body part or the two body parts that you are specifically told you should probably cover them up? When you go outside,
3: uh, I'll say your mouth. Yes, and also your nose. So your mouth and your nose, right? So I
1: was at the shop
3: the other day.
1: Um, mm-hmm. It's a shop called Argos, which uh, UK listeners will know. Um, American listeners, basically, it's a I don't know what I don't know what I would uh, uh, kind of compare it to, but it, it's a shop that sells. It's basically Amazon but you order it and then you go and collect it in store. So it's like a click yes and collect service, basically. They do do delivery, but 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 mainly you do that. So I was going to collect a uh, SD card holder because my, piece, my laptop doesn't uh, take micro SD cards. Um, so the girl who went to go and collect my item was walking down the aisle and I saw her stop next to my item and I thought, huh, she's holding my receipt. I wonder what she's going to do with that while while she uh, searches for my item. Uh, Pete, where do you think she put my receipt? <laughs> you think she put... Okay, so I'm going to give you four options. Did she put it, A, in her pocket? Did she put it, B, in the hand she wasn't using? Did she put it, C, on the shelf next to the item? Or did she put it in her mouth? <laughs>
3: Well, I feel like, you know, it's a loaded question. I think you mm. kind of led me down to a certain response. So it's got to be A, her pocket. It was her
1: mouth, Pete. Mm. Um, which, okay, fine. That's pretty disgusting during a during pandemic. But I'm thinking, surely she's not going to give me that receipt. Pete, I've got four options for you. Did she, <laughs> A, uh, throw away the receipt after realising her mistake? Did she, B? print out another receipt for me, did she C, leave the receipt on the shelf, or did she D, tape the receipt to my item and hand it to me?
3: <laughs> for the sake of brevity, D.
1: It was D, Pete. Correct, mm.
3: you are You're doing
1: well. That's one out of two. Um, yeah. I just sort of looked at her and went, uh, you just put that receipt in your mouth. And yeah. she sort of—you could tell that the cogs were working in her head. She's like, "Why is that an issue?" And then you could sort of see it appear yeah. in her head. The epiphany. Go, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. And sort of rips the rips the receipt off. And I said, like, "Well, can I have another item?" And because I don't really, I don't really want that one. <laughs> yeah. Um. So she did go and get me the, uh, another one. Um. But yeah, it was it was pretty. It was just one of those things where it's just a complete lack of i don't know awareness awareness -awareness. self-awareness like if i'm in a shop and i feel a cough coming i will do whatever it takes to not cough even if Mm -hmm. that like means sort of convulsing in the middle of the aisle (laughs) while i'm sort of
3: going
1: (laughs) on the inside or when this all started when i was sitting on the train you could see everyone was kind of a bit wary i felt like a sneeze coming i was like oh no uh-oh. everyone's going to run away. And I was kind of sitting there go doing that, doing that sneeze that some people do, which is sort of like, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and it's sort of mildly imploding in your mouth. Uh, so yeah, so that was, that was an experience. Um, but honestly, I've seen some shocking things during this pandemic, Pete, but nothing comes close to what I saw on Facebook the other day. You may You oh, seen that. Is this, is this rant, rant number two? Yeah, you may have seen this on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I can't, it was a Lad Bible post or something like that. Right. That Bible is such trash. But anyway, like they, they did another one of their posts about uh, you should wear a mask, or it was one of their Black Lives Matter posts, something like mm-hmm. that. And obviously the comments are filled with horrible people. Of course. And there was one girl, um, who commented in fact i'm going to find the exact comment because i i don't want to i don't want to do her a disservice um just click on my own profile Andy that's and wt um <laughs> so that's
3: twitter not facebook yeah
1: so that, that that's twitter um don't don't add me on facebook please um, <laughs> um and now there's, there's a common issue there's a common mistake in by idiots um who write could of okay (laughs) or should of or would of because it is actually would have could have or should have the issue that arises is that people hear should have and think well that's should of surely or could have okay well that's could of if you actually have a think about it for less than a second you realize that could of doesn't make any sense whatsoever but whatever i've kind of Reached the point where I'm like, right, this is just going to become part of the English language now. Uh, It'll become like YOLO and doing the doing the nay nay. Um, (laughs) And God, you're so white. But I thought, okay, this is as bad. That's as bad as it's going to get. And then I saw this comment, which said, "Can I just say, it could have of been misheard? I work in retail at the moment, so." So she doesn't just she she so she starts brilliantly by saying could have with the apostrophe v e that is correct, but then she thought, oh, no do you know what, I'm just going to say of anyway, like I I I could have of. Oh man, I saw that and my entire brain just melted <laughs> and it started falling out of my nose and of my ears, and then to add insult to injury she then. Said writes misheard as MISS space heard <laughs> as if it was like a primary school teacher. <laughs> Honestly, I I don't know, man. I've like I said, I've seen some stuff during this pandemic, but I've never been so upset when I saw
3: that. <laughs> um, I tell you what, then, as someone who's lived in Newcastle, you would hate living in Newcastle, surrounded by Geordies. They have their own language, which was, is not English. People
1: who say use.
3: Use. Uh and I, I think there was one that came up the other day with uh my lady partner who happens to be a Geordie, um who was purposefully putting on like a, a Geordie accent while we were doing something as part of a joke or something.
1: You but mean there is accent, something you that- mean her
3: real voice. No, she was doing like an exaggerated, okay, Geordie accent with terminology and everything, which she doesn't normally do. Um, but uh, yeah, she she came up with one, and I forgot that this phrase existed until she said it the other day, and I was reminded how angry it made me. So, you know, when you say something like, I don't know, mm. I don't know, three syllables, nice and easy, just to say, I don't know,
1: like, okay, give me four options as to what
3: she said instead. But then I need to make up three other oh, options. And I, don't, oh, I don't have that You're capacity that right now. Okay. No, I'm not. Apparently, the Geordie way to say I don't know is I di't nah. Which is adding extra syllables. Why? Why would you do that? I diven nah.
1: Where it's, what it's does like, that even mean? Well, it's like Captain Holt in Brooklyn Nine-Nine instead of asking Jake why he said BRB because it doesn't make any sense because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make it any shorter. <laughs> um, but like... I do not yeah, know. I, see, I, used I, to, don't... I used to live in Wales, um, uh. which for people who don't know is a worse country on the west or <laughs> just off the west of England. Um and it's quite common you know, there. There's
3: so many Welsh people
1: for people uh, to say that's fine. They haven't got any uh, Wi-Fi, um, <laughs> but they they say "Is it?" when you uh, when you explain something to them. So instead of saying "Oh, is that right?" Yeah, they go "Oh, is it?"
3: It's
1: like yep. sorry. <laughs> or, and then the other one is they'll say I'll be there now in a minute, and it's like <laughs> those you can't be both now <laughs> and in a minute. That's a contradictory statement right there. But Pete, let's yeah, let's let's, let's end with we're trying to be positive about something. No, Pete, what's one thing that made you happy this week, or that you are looking forward to
3: in the next couple of days? Tell you what. Last weekend, playing D&D was fantastic. We played for seven hours. It was the wow. best. It was so good. And we're playing D&D tomorrow. It's my campaign tomorrow. I can't wait. We haven't played it for ages because I've been doing so much other stuff with flat move and all that stuff. We're going to be playing for, we think, about four hours, and we're just going to do d and I've been planning the bit that the party's on for ages, so I'm... Whoa. I'm really excited!
1: We're playing next weekend, aren't we? Your one we are, shot. yes. Yeah, Doing our one shot next weekend, man. Um, I'm pumped. Yeah. For that. What about that's you? Nice. I I started playing Zelda Breath of the Wild this week. Nice. And it's really good. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it is. So that's that 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 that's positive. Uh, I got a new kitchen utensil, which I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called a slap chop. Um, oh yes. Uh, where you nice. basically... Yeah, you just slap it and it chops. Um, what? Oh, and I'm I'm going to I'm 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 using my social allowance of social bubbles this weekend, and I'm driving up to to see my my lady partner for a few days. So that'll be lovely.
0: That's um, really nice. Yeah.
1: So there's some there there's some positivity for everyone. We're not mm, we're not yes. just bad guy. We're not just bad um, boys. I know I know I know I, I know I give <laughs> off a very bad boy demeanor because um, I often I often I often like uh do a whip and a nene and i've mm-hmm. been
3: i've been caught dabbing in public several times so just all, all the time yeah mm. um here's, here's one other positive thing my parents are going to come visit in like three four weeks from now nice and um, they're going to come visit obviously they are going to try and stay social distance but they want to see our new place where we live there's a nice walk outside we can do and stuff so yeah that will awesome. be good That'll be fun, Uh, so I'm looking forward to that as well. There's more positive things. Anyway, um, we should probably get out of here because we've probably overrun on this outro, honestly. Uh, Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We're back with more content. We've got Extreme Rules uh, next weekend as well, so we've got lots of content around that. We're going to be doing live reactions. Uh, We're going to also have a special guest. I don't know if we're announcing it or not. I'll keep it secret for now. We're going to have someone else alongside Luke and Laurie doing the live reactions uh, Mm. to Extreme Rules um, and the predictions. And we've and, also got a review afterwards as well.
1: And we for, for impact fans. I believe. Sorry, mm. we are. We'll also be doing a Slammiversary, just a just a short review. I believe.
3: Yes, I believe that's correct. Yeah, on a if, um, on the Sunday potentially on the show. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes. Happens. Uh Anyway, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. I love you all. Goodbye.